The following is a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. Let's go, y'all. This week on The Chop Session, we kick off the month of May by launching the brand new Chattel fashion line with its dope designer, the fabulous Diane Pulley. Good, y'all. It is your man, the indefinable Sterling Golden, back in the building once more. This is The Chop Session, a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. We thank y'all once again for locking in for this award-winning series of intimate and thought-provoking conversations with the names you need to know now. And y'all, we thank you for making our latest season, our next to last season, in fact, of The Chop Session, our most streamed of the series to date. We appreciate you. We see you. And y'all, the conversation continues on. In case you ever slept on a Chop Session episode or locked in late for a premiere on Boston Free Radio, say less. We got you. You can stream episodes from seasons one through six whenever you like on Spotify. Now, y'all, to kick off the month of May here on The Chop Session, we have a fabulous young lady here with us, here to launch a brand new fashion line for all y'all ladies to rock this summer. It launches this evening, and it's called Chattel, which translates to It's Her. Well, Diane Pulliam is the dope creator behind Chattel, and she's here to tell us about all things Chattel this evening on The Chop Session. Diane you're looking amazing. You are amazing, love. Welcome to the Chop Session. Happy Monday. What's good? Thank you so much for having me, Sterling. I'm so excited. And yes, like I said, I manifested this. This was one of my 2023 goals. So I swear the stars are aligning. No doubt, Diane, co-sign on that. The stars are definitely aligning for you. After all, we're here this evening and this is the official launch day for the Chattel fashion line. And it was about a year ago, Diane, when I first met you, it was at a networking brunch in the heart of Boston. And it was a bit of a lituation that day, not going to lie. You know, we were all living our best life that day and we were all in a different place. And speaking of a different place, you know, Diane Pulliam herself was in a different place about a year ago. And here we are a year later, talking about the launch of Chattel this evening. So for background purposes, Diane, tell us more about where your head was at at that moment a year ago when that brunch event was going on. At that time, it was definitely, I forget what month was that. Was that a June or July? I mean, it was June, but I can understand completely why someone could forget what day of the week it was or what month it was so, because it was like that. Yes. So with June at that time, I was kind of just taken aback of where I should start. I knew, I know how to sew. I know what I wanted, but I knew I had to start my website. I know I had to make a bunch of products, get models. It was also overwhelming. And when I'm overwhelmed, I 
don't know where to start. I just procrastinate. And, um, you know, I just wasn't feeling confident to get started. But starting late June, that's when the photo shoot started to happen. And I started my website. And I just freaking did it because I'm like, you know what, I'm over here pinpointing and trying to figure out all these different little details for my brand and my business when eventually all of that is just going to come together and let me just freaking start it because I know this is what I want. So let me just get it started, get it out there, get my name and just throw some pieces on and just fucking do it. And that was the best feeling ever. And I got so much love. And looking back, I'm like, okay, the rollout was a little rushed, but it needed to happen because it's fucking summer and I'm selling bikinis and I did not want to miss my mark. And it's fucking June. So I I had to do it and I had to do it fast. I didn't want to miss it. And I'm so glad I did it. And so now this time around, now that we're in the winter, I'm taking a step back and I'm like, okay, now I can really plan how I want my brand to really look, feel, be everything and organize better, showcase it better, neater, not so rushed, more professional. So that's that's where I'm going yeah. for 2023 summer. Yeah. You know, I will say now that when I was observing your progress through social media, particularly through Instagram, TikTok, things like that. I was noticing you were starting to really take on that work and get more consistent with it. And you were getting your presence out there a little bit more. And I could see that your mindset had changed from when I had first met you. You know, let's just say y'all in the beginning, I knew there was something to it, but she needed to get a few things realigned before I could really fuck with what she's doing. And eventually I caught on to it and it became obvious, you know, after so long that she's really serious about what she's doing. And I want to actually get into now how you got into this whole situation where you found your passion. I understand that you graduated UMass with an international business degree. And in fact, you were born and raised in Lowell, Massachusetts. Now, full disclosure, y'all, even though I am close to a lifelong resident here, aside from a couple of months in Brazil, I will say that uh, for some reason I've never been to the city of Lowell in my life wow. to this day. As an artist, wow, you need to go. It's a big art city, lots of just creatives living in that city. That's dope to hear, you know, because I, for some reason I've never found myself in Lowell, you know, so maybe now I have a reason to yes, you do. find myself in Lowell. So let's talk about those initial experiences you had, you know, graduating UMass, you know, and learning about business, things like that. Did you know at that time it would be fashion? Did you have any other Absolutely. So growing up, I've always wanted to do modeling. But my mom, she's Haitian, you know, modeling wasn't seen as like like a professional avenue to go to. You know, it was more like education, whatever, something else so but so I was like all right I know I really love business so um I definitely have always been about business I know I wanted to have my own business growing up and I also love loved fashion love the fashion industry so it all kind of like ties in so 
those three influences, fashion, modeling, business, my whole life has I've been feeling in my heart that this is my avenue. So um, I didn't feel confident enough to go to fashion school. I I sewn, you know, a little bit here and there, altering pants and, you know, cutting up shirts and doing things like that. But I didn't see myself as going to fashion school. I just thought this was just, you know, like, this is fun. This is nice. But fashion school, like, nah, I could never go to fashion school. Business school, yeah, because I know I want to have a business. And I knew I always wanted it to be a clothing brand. And not only that, I always knew I wanted it to be swimwear. And it's funny because I have a friend that I've actually um, went to UMass Lowell with and we met and we're still besties to this day. And he always says, like, I remember when I met you that you said you were going to have your own swim brand one day. And here we are. And um so you saw this a long time ago. I saw this a long time ago. I love swimwear. Um, my thing with swimwear is I can never find sexy, appealing bikinis anywhere. I feel like a lot of bikinis are just boring. Everyone looks the same, like kind of lame patterns on there. Nothing special. There's a few bikinis in my life that stand out as my favorites, you know, and um I love that shit. So I knew I wanted to make bikinis. Like I knew that was going to be my thing. I love the beach. I love that shit. And I always had a bunch of different bikinis and that was going to be it. But I never, ever, ever knew how it was going to be it. So fast forward to I'm graduating UMass Lowell um, with an international business degree. With that in mind, I want to have my own bikini brand. But um, I entered the banking industry. I'm entering the finance industry. So my roles started to become um, revolved around that. So um, I, you know, was a teller and then I worked my way up into mortgages and everything. So I never really entertained that passion for a very, very, very long time. Was there ever a point when you were doing mortgages and banking and things like that where you might have had second thoughts about your career path, and maybe you thought to myself, well, uh, hey, you know, maybe this banking thing might be the career, you know? Did that ever happen? Yep, absolutely. I was like, well, I do this really well. You know, I'm very great with customers. I love money. I love the finance industry. I love everything about it. And it, 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 I wasn't as passionate about it, but I didn't, I did like it. I was learning so much and I was rising up. You know, I just kept going up the ladder. So I was like, damn, like maybe this is what I'm meant to be. Maybe a little CFO in the in the making or something. Hey. Exactly. And but then, you know, 2020 comes and you start thinking. We all know about that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about some real shit, your passions, like actual shit that matters. Like and um, that's when I was like, you know what? I want to start sewing again. Like. I want to really get this business started, but I didn't have the money. Manufacturing is extremely expensive for those that do not know. It is, yes. It is so pricey and I did not have the funds like that at all. Um, So I knew, well, I can't get a clothing distributor right now. But what I can do is learn how to sew and make some shit on my own. So what I did was I researched sewing lessons and um, 
I found a woman, a seamstress out in Lowell, and um, I reached out to her and I was taking weekly sewing lessons with her. I understand also that your interest in ripped jeans was a big part of this. Which is interesting because, you know, I too fuck with the ripped jeans look and everything like that. I totally get it. And I understand this is as far back as eighth grade. So this is some time back when this first began to roll around inside your head, you know. So we go from ripped jeans to swimwear, you know. What was the change here? Like what made you go from thinking I could cut up my own jeans and, you know, have a pattern for my own jeans brand to – Actually, swimwear is what I vibe out to. So what was the change about? You know, I I can't pinpoint the change, but I know I have two loves. Like, I love the swimwear. I love that. But I also love, like, the streetwear. And you love money. And I love money. <laughs> Anybody out there who doesn't fuck with that vibe, you are lying to yourself and you're lying to us. Okay? We all know you love money. Go yes. on, Diane. Yes. And... um. With the ripped jeans, you know, that was huge. Like 2007, 08, that was huge. And I remember just like cutting up my jeans on the back, like doing like back slits and just the front and everything because you didn't want to pay for that shit. That was expensive back then. It was like a luxury item, low key. And um, that started it. That fueled it. And then I went to private school and I had to wear uniforms all the time. So I could never express my my fashion ever, 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 ever. The the uniform that you had to rock in school. I'm curious, uh, what was the uniform fashion like? So um, in high school, starting like February, uh, sorry, freshman year and sophomore year, I would just wear like khaki pants and like a polo shirt. That was like the vibe. The khaki pants didn't fit well. So what I would do is really poorly so the jeans like to make them tighter on me and that's what I would do because I wanted (laughs) to look good like what the hell I'm already suffering wearing a damn uniform I at least want to feel good in it exactly and that is it the feeling good in what you're wearing and for real and that is what um what drives me to just be creative in my shit so um yeah like growing up i never really had the chance to express my fashion sense like at school or anything only really on the weekends school would have some days you know you could wear whatever you want but very rarely so um yeah like the weekends and was really like my only time to showcase my style. It's like the old song says, y'all, you go to school to learn, not for a fashion show. Exactly. You know? And by the way, y'all, in case you're locking in right now and locking in late, this is The Chop Session. I am your man, Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. We are launching the Chattel Fashion Collection this evening with our guest, Diane Pulliam, as we kick off the month of May with a bit of a look ahead to Fashion for Ladies this coming summer. Your new favorite swimwear line is called Chattel. And that's why we're here, talking about all things Chattel, talking about all things Diane Pulliam. It all came around back to fashion for you after banking and then the ripped jeans things happened. Then you alter your school uniform. And then we get to 2021, you know, where we're coming out of that whole fog we were in in 2020. I've documented this to death, y'all, on this show with other guests, and I think we're kind of past that now. But, well, actually, wait a minute. You know, I've been asking guests throughout the series, 
And uh, I'll ask you, you know, during the global health emergency of 2020, you know, when you discovered that passion for fashion again, you know, like, um, give me a day-to-day situation for Diane Pulliam during the, the, the shutdowns and all that. What was your situation? Well, I had a very unique situation because my son was actually a pandemic baby. He was born May 2020. Nice. And um, I will say starting March 2020 was when shit hit the fan. So, um, you know, a baby shower that I planned couldn't happen. Um, Right. My son was born in May. I could only have one person in with me. You know, when I when I wished I could have like three people with me, you know, I could only choose one person. Um, And then after, you know, the summer of 2020, people are still like kind of acting weird about gatherings. And I'm acting weird about bringing my son around people that are going out. And I felt very um, just like secluded in a way and I was living at home still with my parents and my parents really big on COVID you know they're older and my mom's a nurse so you know like they took it really seriously in their household so 2020 was very very interesting being a new mother with an infant during that time I will say that for sure yeah I mean I can tell you now that we've talked about it on the show with other guests in a couple of years past, everyone has their 2020 story. You know, I think it was also a time where people kind of found themselves in other ways creatively and they used that time to, you know, get themselves off the ground. We had a recording artist here last year, Shia, who literally began her career out of her dorm room during that time and found that she can not just only be a producer, she could also be a recording artist, and now she's up there doing R&B music. So big love to Shia, you know? But this is Diane Pulliam's story, you know? (laughs) So, you know, 2021 hits, you're taking sewing lessons, you know, and you're getting inspired to take that next step, you know? And then you create an LLC, you get the website licensed, the whole deal. And by the time you hear this, y'all, that website is out there. We'll have that information for you as we go on here on the show. But, you know, now we're at a point where you're starting to get this brand, you know, off of just, you know, the notebook paper and the, the screen of your computer. And now it's becoming a reality, you know. So let's talk about the beginnings of your brand and, you know, how you began to visualize and manifest and manifest the swimwear line. Yep. So absolutely. So after um, taking some sewing lessons for a while, we didn't learn bikinis or anything. She just taught me, you know, dresses, shirts, things like that. And um, I learned how to make bikinis off YouTube. I would watch a bunch of YouTube videos and I would just practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice. I still have my first bikini and all my first items that I've made, I have them because I know one day they might be worth something. There so I, yeah. I keep them um, as as just a way also to look back and just see my progress because I laugh. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe <laughs> this is something I created. But I will never forget that freaking feeling I had, Sterling, when I made my first bikini. It took me like three hours. I kept fucking up. I kept fucking it up. I had to redo it so Trial many times. Yeah. Um, it was really difficult and it tested me. I'm like, damn, this I keep fucking this up. 
is this even something that I'm even going to be capable of doing multiple times, you know, over and over if I'm starting to really get sales and things like that. And um, but after I completed it and I wore it, I'm like, nah, this is it. Like this, this is where it begins. And then um, so I'm having a conversation with my mom, you know, I'm bringing her the bikini and I'm showing her I'm like, I want to I want to make the bikinis like I think I got it. And I had some names in mind and I'm like, I knew I wanted my name to have like a kind of like a French influence. I'm I'm half Haitian. So I wanted to incorporate that. And so we were like spitting out a bunch of like French, you know, names and just, you know, because that also I wanted my name to kind of have like some feminine like appeal to it as well of course and um so she's like what about satel and it means it's her in french and i'm like that's it i love it that's it and um so that's why my mommy i shout out to her she will always get a little percentage (laughs) (laughs) forever 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 because um she she really she thought of it and i was like that's it and um so going forward, now it's like, okay, I know I want to do the bikini, stuff like that. Let's go get some fabric. Out here in Massachusetts, Boston, you don't really have that many Truth. good yeah. fashion. These are, um, these are facts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, places to get fabrics, you know, for whatever you want to do. I mean, you have Joanne and fabrics, but it's just like nothing really unique. So I took a trip to New York with my parents and my child and we stayed in the fashion district and we stayed there for um one night one day we uh, two nights actually and one day we spent the whole day um going to all these different you know fabric stores all day and then um the next day we went to a fabric store in jersey and i love that place and they had a bunch of just unique shit, very pricey, but it's pricey for a freaking reason because right. that shit looks like no one has it. For real, yeah. So um, it it gave me like um like an inspiration, like okay, this is where I need to be. I need to be in New York, Jersey area every so often. I don't need to live here because I live so close. You know, three hours. I don't care driving three and a half hours or so for some business every so often. Right. Getting what I need to do. So I'm like, all right, I need to come out here maybe once a month or whatever the case yeah. may be so I can um, get some good stuff out here. Because in Boston, um, don't really don't really can't really find like some unique stuff I want to get. So I got a bunch of fabrics and then I just started going like I started making sarongs. I started making like the triangle tops and thong bikinis. That's kind of like my signature. I love like a thong bikini look um, tiny. I love that. I love that. I yes. love that. I love that. That's my vibe. That's my style. And, you know, it, it's not for everyone. I get people all the time like, oh, um, would you make one pieces, things like that down the line? Absolutely. Absolutely. But right now in the beginning, while I'm just mastering my identity, like this is my shit. This is my style. So I'm just going to start with this and then go from there and master all the other different styles that I see my brand having. So let's talk now about the fact that we are looking at the rest of 2023. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the summer coming up. 
You know, I want to know, you know, with these looks, surely at some point Satel is going to want to attack the runway. Yes. Okay. So what's going on with that? That is the goal. My goal is to be a part of Miami Swim Week. I'm already in the process of being, um, you know, showcased at an event for Miami Swim Week. Um, 305 is the spot for that. In July. Um, 305 is my number one target right now. Love it. Right now, my number one target. Um, I see myself doing Art Basel later down the line. I want to, I need to go. I need to have my stuff out there during that time too. And um, 2023, I also see my swimwear in a boutique's out in Miami. That's my number one thing I want to accomplish too. Getting my shit in stores down in Miami and go from there. Miami definitely is an appropriate spot for us to tell. Yes. You know, I've been to 305, like I'm sure a lot of y'all listening have been. And, you know, as far as the states go, you know, a few cities in the, the 48, lower 48, you know, can quite... You know, we can't quite keep up with Miami as a party city, you know, and for the beach and everything like that, you already know. I mean, I don't, you don't have to hear it from me. You already know that out in Miami, that beach life, that party mm-hmm. life, you know, there's very few that can compete with that, you know. So Satel on the beaches of the 305, yeah, I fuck with that vibe, you know. I can see us there. I can see it, literally. I can freaking see it. Hot girls in bikinis always – People are always having bikinis. There. And Sterling. And, <laughs> That's going to be interesting, y'all. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean? So, yeah, I can see it too. I can see it. I can see it, you know? So, y'all, she's calling her shot right there. Sometime in the future, it's yes. going to be Diane Pulliam apparently pulling up with Sterling to the 305. Hot girls, South Beach. South Beach. Hot <laughs> girls in Satel bikinis. You know, and get those little umbrella collections popping, you know? I mean, you know, why not? You know, how's yours doing? (laughs) You know, so there it is. You know, so how about this scenario? A runway on the beaches of Miami, the South Beach. Set it up, you know, early evening, you know, any time of the night, really, under the stars of Miami, on the beach. There's a runway set up. You have your audience there. And we're doing that shit right there on the runway, you know, and there is a tell with that sunset backdrop. Okay, we're manifesting this right now. I see it. It's okay. happening. I can't fucking wait. That's my vibe. Like, that's my vibe, Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, some brands, you know, they want to do big, you know, bigger, better, blah, blah, blah. And then some brands like me want to do it maybe not so crazy big, but true to me. I love the fucking beach. Yeah. I love everything about that. Yeah. You know, one thing I will say when I first met you was I thought you had a very West Coast vibe, actually. Really? I assumed before I knew anything about you that you had come up from like Cali or something. And that was just the vibe you gave off that day. And until I was learning more about your story, I still had that assumption. When I learned that your background was Lowell, Massachusetts, I'm like, shit, really? You know, okay, I was way off on that, you know? And Miami being your vibe, 305, you know, down in Florida, Sunshine State representing that shit, you know? I can feel that now, you know? So let's make that happen, you know? Let's see Satel 
rocking it on the beaches of Miami in 2023, 24 and beyond. And beyond. You know, now let's talk the world now. Okay. Let's talk beyond the states. Because ultimately, you're going to want your brand to blow up worldwide and not just be stateside, which is a good goal for, as a starter. But ultimately, you want Satel to be worldwide. Where outside the States do you see Satel blowing up the biggest? I have London and Paris, um, definitely. And that's hard. I can see like Costa Rica, like that kind of vibe too, like lax, sexy, luxurious, like that's what I see. Don't count out Sao Paulo either. Sao Paulo, exactly. Don't count that out, y'all. I lived there for a few months and I'll tell you, you know, in Campinas and Sao Paulo and Brazil, you know, in my opinion, this is just my own opinion, y'all, party capital of the world and the beaches are second to none Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the hottest forms of life you'll ever see in human form on those beaches, in those clubs, you know, things like that. So tell swimwear against the backdrop of the beaches of Sao Paulo, Mm. okay? I'll tell you, that's the vibe right there. That's the vibe. We had a designer who was on the show a couple of years ago by telephone from the Philippines, uh, Marion Solon, who is also a rising fashion designer. And in similarity to your story, Diane, she too came from a background of a family that – you know, was thinking more along the lines of maybe fashion isn't, you know, a real business, a real way to make money. I too can speak to that. People thought DJing and radio in this industry would not be a real job. To this day, they ask you, what's your real job? (laughs) And when they find out this is your real job, they're almost offended. Right. You know, as if you don't have no right to make money off your passion, you know? It's like, well, sorry, you know? People get offended when you don't have a low opinion of yourself. Absolutely. You know, why do you think that is? It's them. It's themselves. It's, they hate themselves. And you can see it with how they react to your successes in what you do and your passions, how they react to it. You can tell how they feel about themselves and where they are in life. They seem more they seem more interested in judging others than lifting themselves up. Exactly. Instead of getting inspired by your story and your work ethic, they put it like, oh, woe is me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that a lot. Literally. You feel it. You, yeah. f- you can feel it when you're conversing with someone else about your passions. And, you know, maybe that person may not be on, you know, the same type of... Um, you know, passion, road or whatever, they may not be there like you are. A prime example, okay, as a prime example for y'all, okay, when people cannot help but let the worst version of themselves come to the surface, especially when it comes to something like an experience or anything that may be out of their price range, instead of simply accepting, okay, this is out of my range, but so you know, I'll vibe out vicariously through those who can have this experience, you know. Now, by the time you hear this, it's spring, but by this time, it's a few months back when Beyonce tickets went on sale, mm-hmm. okay, for her upcoming world tour. And obviously, for one of the top tier performers in music and the world, the world, you know, Beyonce tickets are not going to be 10 bucks. Exactly. Okay, let's just let's put it- Let's keep it real. Let's put it that way. Fucking Beyonce. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Okay. And you have people who are literally almost expressing self hate Mm -hmm. 
and our hatred for others who did get tickets because Beyonce didn't price it for the everyman, okay? You get the respect you demand on the market, okay? A Rolls-Royce carries one price, take it or leave it. You don't haggle on a Rolls-Royce. It's a Rolls-fucking-Royce, y'all. Mm-hmm. One price, take it or leave it. Beyonce tickets, you know, if you want the top tier tickets or if you want to be even in the damn stadium, you know, there's tiered prices, but don't expect to get anything for 20 bucks, Yeah. okay? You can get maybe Beyonce Tribute Act for 20 bucks at the local pub, you know, if you're lucky, <laughs> you know, but don't expect to get in the stadium. And people, instead of just living vicariously through those who can have the experience and being happy for them, you'll get the I'm happy for you through gritted teeth and a bit of a sneer, the patient making right now at me, Diane. You're doing it right now for me. And people... And to me, it's just, you know, a symptom of today's culture where people just can't be happy for the next person. They have to, you know, have access to what you have. Absolutely. And if they don't have access to it, well, fuck you, you know, rather than, I don't know, maybe how about working harder, do better, lift yourself up a little more, try a little harder, Mm -hmm. something like that. Everyone has the same 24 hours, you know, and to me, the only limits you have, you put on yourself, Absolutely. In my opinion. Absolutely. And to go to go on that, Sterling, it's okay to have funks. I get in funks all the time. I work full time. I'm a mother, a single mother. I do it all. You know what I mean? And I sew. You know, and I have to find time to sew. You know what I mean? So I get in mental funks all the time. Sometimes it's like the longest day of work. Maybe my son has been acting up all day and I know I need to finish a dress. I need to finish something or that I want to work on something, but mentally I'm drained. You know, that's okay. That is okay. And, but sometimes a lot of the times when I do have those mental funks, I'll say, okay, I know I don't have the energy to do something right now, but let me still get inspired. So I'll put on like a YouTube video uh, revolving around, um, you know, making something new that I don't know how to make and that I wanted to practice. Um, I'll I'll put on, you know, maybe a show. Like sometimes I put on Project Runway just to f- as the background, just to sure. have it, you know, get inspired by something. So that's one thing is... Surround yourself with things that inspire you. Surround yourself with people that inspire you um, because feeling down is normal. Feeling in funk is absolutely normal. Absolutely. It's, it's like a reset. You got to recharge. You got to reset. You're not always going to be on the go. You're not always going to feel productive. And that is okay. And sometimes I would beat myself up. It's like, oh, I was lazy the last two days. Like I need to do something. And then, um, you know, once I start doing it, whoop. All that dopamine, <laughs> that dopamine comes and I feel great. I'm feeling inspired. I got ideas pouring in my head. And you know why that is, Sterling? Why is that? It's because I'm working on my passion and God sees it. And God is like, yes, keep going. I'm rewarding you right now. I'm giving you the ideas. I'm giving yeah. you the energy. Keep going. You are living in your truth at this moment. And I love seeing it. Trust the universe, yeah. Trust the universe yeah. and trust all the feelings that you feel with everything in life. Exactly, you know. I mean, 
that's the thing is even if you're having that funk, okay, that's fine. You know, we all have that, you know, we're all human beings and we all go through that, you know, it's how you respond to it. You know, it's how you pull yourself up and how you answer that. You know, you take that challenge and you make shit better for yourself. And really it's up to you to make that shit better. No one's going to do it for you, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, my thing is, you know, don't hate on the next person, you know, just make your situation better as often as as much as you can and, you know, work on it, you know, make it better so that you can get to that point, get to that place, mm-hmm. you know, and that's literally how we're getting here now with, you know, with Satel and Diane Pulliam, you know, here we are. Now, y'all heard me say this a couple of times, but it is my platform, so I'm going to say it again. If you don't know by now, this is The Chop Session. I am your man, Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. We are here with Diane Pulliam of Chattel. We've been talking all hour long about the Chattel story. And by the way, y'all, today is the day, May the 1st. This is the day y'all can go online and get your own Chattel looks for the incoming summer season. It will be a lituation when your ladies and you ladies out there listening can get your own Chattel looks going down. And when you're on that beach at the outdoor party, wherever you're at, okay, them Chattel looks will bring the fire. Okay, I promise you. Now, Diane Pulliam, let folks know where they can look this evening for their Chattel looks and what they can expect. Yes, you can go directly on my website at um, satelcollection.com. That's where you're going to find some new bikini looks, some sarongs, some accessories, and I will have, you know, a dress, a skirt out there as well. And yeah, perfect for the beach, vacation, resort vibes, maybe even photo shoot vibes too. Um, all my items are handy made by myself with the best quality fabrics and I take my time everything is just up to par detailed and that's where you can shop and get it so please check out my website also check us out on instagram at c.est.elle.collection on instagram as well for the latest updates that's right Joe That's right, y'all. You know, that's the thing about Chattel is, first of all, the fact that we got Diane Pulliam pulling up to the studio the day of the premiere of Chattel online is fabulous and couldn't have worked out better. You know, I mean, the thing is, we've been talking all hour about the story behind Chattel and Diane Pulliam's passion for this industry of fashion, you know. And now that we're approaching summer, Diane, okay, now obviously, Summertime, you know, some people will say that summertime can actually not be the best party season only because everyone's away or things like that, or they wait for the college kids to come back, that kind of shit. But really, not so, because if you know where to go in this world, you know that the party is always a lituation, you know, all year round, especially in summer. Like, for example, down in the 305 of Miami in Florida, or Mm -hmm. if you go to my old stomping grounds in Sao Paulo in Brazil, and I miss y'all out there if you're listening, you know. But I'll tell you, you know, like if you were to rock a Chattel fashion, okay, the look, and you could go anywhere in this world to rock that look at any party, any situation, any destination, where would you want to be at and what would you be doing? 
I would want to be somewhere tropical. I would say a place like Brazil, a place like Costa Rica, those type of beautiful destinations, beachy destinations. And I would just be rocking it out on a beach all day long, hitting up the finest restaurants, the finest clubs. You know, we have um, dresses and swimwear. So you right from the beach, you want to go onto a yacht. You have all of that covered. So that's where I would rock it. Just it's giving luxury. It's giving uniqueness. It's giving resort vibes. And it's a type of swimwear that even if you aren't at a beach, you know, wear it at a pool, um, wear it for photo shoots. It's perfect anywhere. And it stands out in a crowd for sure. That it does. Okay. I'll tell you that right now, having seen the looks, you know, if you follow her on social media, you know what them looks are all about, you know? And by the way, for those who are not following Diane Pulliam or Chattel on social media, how can they do that? Yes, you can follow me personally at Diane Pulliam underscore on Instagram and Chattel at c.est.elle.collection on Instagram and on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok too. Provided that the government doesn't shut it down in Please the States. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I'll say this too, okay? We've talked about so much this hour Diane Pulliam, you know, we've talked about Chattel, you know, your work in 2020 during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We talked about today being the launch date. Now let's talk the vision board for the future, the rest of this year, 2024 and onward. Okay, let's talk about what is on the vision board for Chattel going forward. Going forward, I have Chattel in boutiques. I'm starting in Miami, in Vegas, all the hotspots in the United States with beaches and pools. That's where I see Chattel having some um, imprint in those areas. I also see taking Satel International and bringing that into stores around the world. Um, also doing some more runway shows and fashion shows across the globe that I have London and Paris Fashion Weeks on my vision board at this time. So I am manifesting these things happening. And also, I'm also manifesting um, being published, um, Satel being published in a magazine, being recognized um, on a grander scale. So those are the main things that are on my vision board at this time. And I know it's going to come true. And also um, just, you know, building up my content on TikTok and starting to do more reels and YouTube content. You know, it all takes some time and a lot of energy, but those are some things I'm trying to build up as well. And I know it's going to um, give me some more motion. So those are on my vision board at this moment too. Excellent. Y'all, so much going on with Diane Pulliam, and we are looking forward to what comes next, you know, in the future for you and for Chattel, which, by the way, as said earlier on, launches today. Launches today. Go shop. Get your girl something. Ladies, get something, some new swimwear, and just look like a baddie. Certainly all y'all ladies out there who are locked in this evening on the chop session will be fucking with that Chattel brand this summer, I assure you, once you have a look at the Chattel collection, which you can do this evening at, here it is, y'all, the website, chattelcollection.com. 
com. Again, Chatel Collection, C-E-S-T-E-L-L-E collection.com. That is, one more time, C-E-S-T-E-L-L-E collection.com. Yeah, shop, look, email me if you have questions, want something custom, like, let's talk about it. Like, what are you looking for? I'm definitely here. Um, DMs, Instagram, at Satel um, Collection. Um, I believe at, uh, Instagram is at C.L.Collection. Um, so, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, do, you know, click it up right now at SatelCollection.com. By the way, on social media, we can find you at Diane Pulliam. On underscore yep underscore yep on instagram and on tiktok here as well i'm tiktok is at satel collection so yeah there you go yo click it up big love and big thank yous to diane pulliam for pulling up this week here on the chop session to help launch the satel collection on our show we greatly appreciate it diane and hey big love and best of luck on the future of the satel collection now, y'all, next Monday, May the 8th, here on The Chop Session, 6 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Boston Free Radio, we have a man I've known in the industry for a long, long time now. My guy, Nick Maneri, DJ and producer extraordinaire, is pulling up next week to talk about his career to date and share some music with us. You know, he just launched a new single, Hard Times, recently on Spotify. You heard that on the Sterling Collection playlist, still up there now. And Nick Maneri, my guy Nick Dog, will be here next week to talk all things music, producing, DJing, nightlife, and more. So lock in next Monday, 6 p.m., U.S. Eastern Time here on Boston Free Radio for his story to date. Y'all, in case you ever missed an episode of The Chop Session or locked in late for a Boston Free Radio premiere, say less, we got you. You can stream episodes from seasons one through six on Spotify. You can follow your man Sterling Golden on social media, on Instagram at DJ Sterling Golden, on Mastodon at Sterling Golden, and on TikTok at DJ Sterling Golden. The Chop Session is a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. I am your man Sterling Golden for The Chop Session, and for this week, I say stop. Stop.